Hi, this is David Donahue with Yimby ADU, Yes in My Backyard Accessory Dwelling Unit. And welcome to our first in a series of podcasts that will cover all things accessory dwelling units. In this episode, we are hosting the first live webinar with Prefab ADU and its founder, Steve Leos, who he and along with his team have developed, built, installed, constructed more accessory dwelling units in the state of California than any other company. We are introducing our partnership with Prefab ADU to offer those floor plans that they have designed and perfected for Southern California. These floor plans are easy, fast, and affordable. Visit our website, yimbyadu.com, for more information. Michelle, hi, Steve. Good morning, David. Morning, David. Morning, Michelle. All right, we will give people a couple minutes to get logged on. It looks like we have a couple people trickling in. Awesome. Give them a few minutes. Well, how is the weather up north? Currently, 60 degrees and sunny. <laughs> 61 degrees. Oh, it just updated. So I think it's about the same down here in uh, Southern California. It's a really nice sunny day. Right. We could use some rain. <laughs> I know. We really could too. It's not, it's not something you hear somebody who runs construction ask for, but <laughs> given the fact that we've had so many fires, I ask for it. Yeah. <clears throat> Okay, have some people still trickling in here. Yeah, because we'll probably get started here just in a couple minutes. Give some people some more time to kind of log on. I think that's going to be great. <coughs> Perfect. That's a really nice little ADU in the background there. Well, I like what you guys did with the uh, the clients did with the uh, concrete pavers or the poured, and then having the gravel in between. That's a really nice look. Yeah, it was it was real cute when it was all said and done. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see because the grading around this also looks really nice. I mean, you have what maybe a six or seven inches to get into the front door at the threshold. Yeah, the um, the pictures of this unit are are part of the reason why the the Becky plan is is very very popular. This is the Becky. Yes. <clears throat> awesome. Well, the little lights and everything and the patio furniture and the this little fire pit in the corner really kind of adds to the whole backyard home cottage. Well, when you were um, so. doing the video shoots and things up in your neck of the woods a couple weeks ago, about a month ago, was it a month ago? Mm -hmm. Yeah, ah, it seems like it was just yesterday. Um, they, with the Julie, how they had it laid out with that patio and everything was just beautiful. Same, similar fire pit, lots of room around it. It was really impressive. We have the privilege of doing many of these and seeing um, the wonderful outcome time and time again. And, and that's been the pleasure of being in this in this space. 
Well, I think it was really neat watching you talk to the owner of the Julie, the property owner. And was it like six or seven years ago that you'd finished that project? Um, yeah, I think so. Might even be longer, actually. Yeah. So for people who are you know waiting for us to kind of get started, um, the Yimby ADU team went up and did <clears throat> prefab and went to a site that they had completed about seven years ago, the Julie floor plan. And the Julie floor plan is something we're going to be doing in the uh, Burbank area. And we're going to be following and tracking the development. We already have been building content so everyone can kind of see just the process of preparing the lot, getting it ready, getting the permits done. So when we went up and saw the actual Julie on the ground and walked through it, we were able to shoot some video content and take some pictures. And it was just really impressive how much space there is and how you get a really comfortable feeling of it. It was like, yeah, totally. This is great. Successful ADUs are not just about lines on paper and pretty renderings. It's about literally thousands of those concepts turning into a variety of just a dozen products that there that are the evolution of these ideas into things that are um are are desired by so many people and create the opportunity for um really maximizing the use of that space Okay, you guys, I think we have a, a good amount of people on here. So um, it's 11.05. Let's go ahead and get started. Um, let's see here, make sure everything's good. So welcome, everybody. Um, thanks for joining us. We're really happy to have you here. Um, today, we are going over introducing um, David and um, his he, partner, Gabby, um, down in Southern California. They are with Yimby ADU. Um, and we're going to be going over uh, how our relationship started and how our products are moving down into the Southern California area. Um, Throughout this webinar, we will have um, Q&A live. So if you want to send over some questions, um, I'll be answering them in the Q&A um, area as well as the chat and then more specific questions. Um, we can run them over to Steve and David. Um, we also have a couple poll questions. So if you guys don't mind asking or answering um, those, please feel free to go ahead. Um, and with that, we will get started. Thank you, Michelle. Thanks, everybody, for joining. Um, I'm really excited about this. Um, we're we're embarking on our our move into the LA market. Um, it's been something that's been on our mind and a heavy request for many, many years. So with that, I'd, I'd like to maybe just start by telling you a little bit about us and who we are as Prefab ADU. Um, so my name is Steve Aleos and I am the, um, the CEO of Prefab ADU. Um, it's a spinoff of our construction company that we've been running for over 15 years, designing and building ADUs. Um, we built over 300 units. Um, so we're kind of known in the industry as kind of, I don't know, the, the kind of the pioneers in this space um, and, and, and have been doing it for so long. We work in legislation and all different aspects of everything ADU. Um, but over that period of time, we've, as I was just chatting about early on, we've evolved our products um, so that we have 10 standard plans that are available to the consumer. 
and we build them using uh, panelized construction. And so, <coughs> excuse me, I have a cough, so I'm second on a cough drop here as I try and muddle through this. Um, we build all of our products as panel kits. And so what that means is it's, it's a form of prefab. Um, over the years, I've done every method of prefab. But what we found is that the panel kits are the most um, viable solution for the multitude of environments out there. Um, we've done manufactured, we've done modular and, and other forms, but they are very restricted in terms of where they can physically go without having to deal with heavy um, burdens and costs for crane fees. And there are some places in, in older urban areas where there's power lines and that doesn't make them possible. So we've decided to center our business on our panel kits, which means that we can go through a three foot wide fence to build our ADUs anywhere in, in the state. Um, and the last piece of this um, thing that makes us who we are is our mantra from the very beginning is to be easy, fast and affordable. And that resonates through every aspect of what we do in terms of making this the, the center of the engagement process for the consumer. <coughs> you can go to the next slide, please. Excuse me. Um, so just to give you a quick insight as to who we are and what we're doing right now, um, we, we're, we're located in, in Northern California in the Bay Area. And this is our primary place of business over the last 15 years. So this map here just shows a quick snapshot of what we're doing right now physically. So these, these, these little markers show everywhere we're working on ADUs right now. And generally speaking, um, the, the, the average activity for us is to have anywhere between 15 and 25 um, ADU builds going on while we have anywhere between 25 and upwards of 60 that are going through the plan, uh, <coughs> the plan packages um, being prepared and submitted to the local jurisdictions. Um, of course, we've been here in the Bay Area the whole time. We get requests that from all over the country, but our our highest area of requests that we haven't been serving is the LA market. And so that's why it's really exciting to be talking to you as, a, as, as an introduction to our movement into that space. Um, and in order to do that, um, what it meant is that we had to look for an entity to be our first dealer of our product down in that market. And um, Yimby is run by um, David Donahue. And um, David and I have been talking ADUs now for a few years now, actually, maybe three or four years now. Yeah, it's been uh, over two. Okay. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, but David, um, uh, I shouldn't say, but David, David um, represents somebody who has um, a similar background and knowledge as, as us in working with um, prefab products, manufactured and modular products. And so when an opportunity arose for us to expand into that area, um, I thought it was really great to work with somebody who really understands different aspects of the prefab space. And so um, with that, um, we decided to kick this off with, uh, with, uh, with Yimby ADU. And I'll, uh, I'll let David tell you a little bit about his company. Thank you very much, Steve. Uh, if, and for that introduction, I really appreciate it. And uh, to Steve's point, we've been talking for over you know, two years, you know, myself, 
uh, and the, my team and our construction relationship people have been up and visited their factory where they're doing a lot of their construction. And we've also been visiting their job sites you know, during that period of time, just to getting a better feel for exactly how prefab has developed this very fast and efficient and affordable way of delivering an accessory dwelling unit uh, to their customers. And I think that's what we're going to try to touch on really quickly is that prefab has really perfected the way that they can kind of get through the permitting process with a pre-designed floor plan better than anybody in the state and anybody in the country. In my opinion, they're the leader in the United States for this um, in this space. And as for myself, I have been doing developments and doing projects for 20 years and to look at having an opportunity to bring my experience, my team's experience and coupling it with what Steve and his team is doing, I think is going to be a wonderful relationship. And we really believe that we're going to be able to provide a phenomenal product uh, to anybody who's interested and wants an accessory dwelling unit for their property, for whatever reason, income, family member, extra space, we're going to be able to deliver that to you. So this is going to segue back over to me. And um, when we when we really want to get down to brass tacks about um, that mantra of easy, fast, and affordable, this is a slide I put together um, that really just shows um, how how three different scenarios are looked at. Um, the top being conventional builds, um, the middle being our uh oh, the middle being um, our product in an environment where we're not, um, uh, we don't have pre-approved products yet in a, in a municipality or city or, or county. And then the bottom being the, um, where the pre-approved product is. So the, the real, the real start of this is when you look at a conventional solution, every ADU is a snowflake, meaning that you start from scratch with a design that is completely unique. And while, while that provides a tremendous amount of flexibility, and I'm not telling anybody there's a right or wrong here, um, it, it, it means that there are, there are oftentimes high costs and, and, and long periods of time involved in, in, in this entire process. And when we think about this process, you need to understand that there are basically three phases. There is the design phase, there is the permitting phase, and then there's the build phase. And in a conventional mo model, um, you're looking at about a three-month design phase. You're looking about four months, traditionally, what we have seen for the review process. And we're looking at you know, somewhere of, 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 of an average range of about $400 a square foot. I mean, these are numbers that we're seeing in the barrier. So I, I would say that we would have to tune this a little bit to, to get a more precise measurement of, of how that looks in LA. Although I will say that we have been looking at the data and the numbers are all over the place, but when we track down what actual spending is happening, it's not too far off actually. So you're looking at a 13 month, $276,000 uh, build cost for what, what we're using here is a 640 square foot ADU um, to average across all of these. For us, our product, it's because we are um, products that are already designed, what we're really doing is just putting a package together um, and preparing it for submittal. So you significantly cut the cost, you significantly cut the time on the design phase. The permitting process is now relegated 
to what the state law is, um, only allowing a 60-day process, and it, and you have a much higher probability of hitting that timeline when you have a product that has been submitted over and over and over again across multitude of jurisdictions. We have the we have the ability to understand the the, the plethora of different review methodologies that happen across many jurisdictions and we and we refine that into our process so you get a faster design you get a faster permit review and ultimately because this is a kit-based solution that has been built over and over again you get a faster more economical build process so generally speaking on a, on a on a traditional method to our conventional method as a prefab, you're a 58% time savings and about 17% savings in cost. When our products are pre-approved with municipalities, again, we cut down the time and the cost even further to where the end result is, you know, you're looking at about a three month window and 77% time savings and a 19% savings in, in cost. So this is really, how we give you just a kind of a high level visual of, of how we meet our easy, fast and affordable mantra with our system. There's a lot more details in terms of the process. And I think we go into a slide in here uh, a little bit later that goes into that. Uh, but this is just giving you an idea of how we compare to conventional. Oh, next slide. Okay. So taking that and, and digging down a little deeper, I gave you just kind of a really a like high level view of, of the process. This is what the real process looks like for us in terms of all of the steps. Obviously, we're talking about a build and we're simplifying it here within the build. There are lots of little steps. There's lots of little key points, but this is just done in a way that we can help people understand what we do on a regular basis and what we have done more than anybody in the nation, not only in California. But the first part of it, I'll just walk you through it really quickly. Um, you work with one of our dealers to determine what works for you and your budget. And the nice thing about this is that initial consultation is, is a free service. So the idea here is that we help people determine what's right for them. And, and, and with that, what is that gonna cost you? <coughs> When you are, when you're comfortable with an idea and a budget, the next step is to actually go forward with that design process and prepare that package for submittal. And so our team will work with the, the dealer who is working with you to gather all that information and essentially put that package together and get it ready for submittal. While we're working on the package being reviewed and submitted, uh, or submitted and reviewed by the city or county, the dealer and the contractor, if the dealer is not a contractor, is working with you to select all your finishes, go through all the intimate details about dialing this plan in to meet your end goals. <coughs> so as 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 the two are coming together at kind of a simultaneous point where we've got the decisions on the finishes and we've got the, we've got the decisions on the review from the city. We're getting to a point now where you're ready to sign the build agreement and, and get moving forward with the build, assuming that the permit's ready to be approved. 
So with that, then you move down to contract signed and um, we do two th things simultaneously. We're here up in the factory building the kit while the dealer's contractor resources that he's put you in touch with um, are essentially out on the site building the foundation. And this is where we get, this is how we physically get into the time savings because we're actually able to do two things simultaneously. So once the foundation is ready, the kit is delivered and it's erected on site. And then the handover to the contractor to do all the finished details brings us to the interior and the exterior finishes being completed. And essentially you move in, we happily hand over the keys or David happily hands over the keys. And in this case, David here is the recipient because this is the um, this photo down here in the corner is of the original David build. And that's, by the way, how all of our products get their name. Each of these was named after the first time we built them uh, for a particular client. So that's, by the way, how every product has a human name. So I know there's going to be questions on that. We'll be happy to answer all those questions. Uh, we're going to keep moving through a few more things. In terms of that investigation, in, term, in terms of determining how to figure out what to do on your property, um, there's a tool called Symbium. And I think David is going to talk you through this a little bit here so I can um, take a breath and a drink of water. <laughs> Thanks, Steve. I was... Uh... Raise my hand a couple times because I went before we go into this, um, Michelle, if you could go back one slide, I want to kind of just share and give uh, people kind of an idea of what we're going to be doing here in Southern California. So this entire process, uh, we have actually started doing in uh, Burbank. And so we're actually using a Julie floor plan. And we're we've started this process and we're, you know, for myself and my wife. And we're going to be kind of working through this and documenting everything. So I think that's going to be really exciting. And I do want to kind of take people through a really fantastic tool called Symbium Build. And this website, I'm going to do a screen share and share with everybody how you can use this tool to do a lot of analysis on your own. So you can get right on the Symbium and I'm going to show you how to do that and figure out just... Let's get in here and Symbian build. So this is what the website looks like when you first get into it. And this is a very powerful tool. And all you would do if you're thinking about uh, an ADU for your property, and I'm just gonna type in 902 North Parish. And it is important to, to type it in. I wouldn't copy and paste anything into this area because you want Symbium Build to auto-populate it for you. So here it does it, you know, Burbank. So we'll click on that. And what happens is it takes you to this page where you can see it talks a little bit that you're allowed to do it in California and you can browse design, you can sketch something, and then you can get some more information about the specifics of your individual property. So real quickly, we're gonna go browse designs. And this is gonna take you to um, a lot of different floor plans a lot of these are prefab designs, and you can see that right here. This is a floor plan called the Jake. And as we go down, there's a lot of others, and we're going to go right to the Julie. So I'm going to click on the Julie, and you can see how the floor plan of the ADU here in blue means that it conforms with all of the setbacks, which are here with these little lines, and that if I wanted to, I could grab this little tool 
and move it around and reconfigure it. If I moved it a little bit too close to a setback from a property line, it's gonna indicate that it, it's encroaching and it needs to be moved over. So this is gonna give you a really wonderful way to very quickly see if an ADU that you're interested in, how many, you know, how much square footage it has is going to work. The other part of this is this column on the left where you can contact us, you can get a report, talks about that the Julie has 700 square feet, talks about some costs and a lot of other sort of specifics that we're trying to give people. We want people to, to be able to have it as a resource so that they can see exactly what's in front of them ahead of time. And that I will, I think I stopped sharing the screen. So Gabby, you can, excuse me, not Gabby, Michelle, you can uh, share a screen again. And Steve, you're muted. Can we, everybody can see that okay? Yep. Perfect. So um, this slide we threw together really quickly here for just for this group. And um, what, it, what I wanted to do was just talk a little quickly about um, a, a, a slogan that David has heard me say a few times that he loves. And it's, um, it's a thing that I say, experience versus experiment. And um, what, that, what that really means is that because we are, um, because we're the only person, the only company in this state that has been doing ADUs for as many years as we have, we have real data in terms of really analyzing our products in terms of a value to the consumer. So what I've done here is um, we, we've done analysis with questions to customer of like, how do I pay for an ADU? Do I, you know, do I go get a loan? Um, or should I just pull money out of my, my, my portfolio um, and, and move it over? And, and that question has come up many, many times. And so what I decided to do here is give you an example of, of exactly what that, what that looks like. So in this case, it's a David build that we, um, we built for the client. This is the original David build. We built it five and a half years ago. Um, and at that time, it cost $189,000 for him to build that. So it, this means that he would have to move $189,000 out of his portfolio. And, and what I didn't know is what he was actually getting on his portfolio. So I went with the national average and the national average is 7%. And that assumes that you're a pretty astute investor to, to maintain a 7% average um, across the board. So in this case, around, uh, across that time period of five, five and a half years, he would have netted $76,000 of gains on his $189,000 investment, right? So that's his stocks continuing on as they were versus moving them over into the ADU. So in his case, when we looked at the property value gains across that same period, he was only at a 4.27% gain in property value. So if we were just looking at property value alone, the stock investment would have been a better investment over this period of time, being 7% is greater than 4.27. But that's not the only thing in this equation. The other part of the equation was the ADU was rented out and he rented it out at the lower end of the spectrum at $2,400 a month, which means that 
while he was only picking up 49,700 on the equity gains, he actually physically picked up $158,400 in rental income. So what that means is the difference between the $208,000 of returns that he's seeing with the ADU versus the $76,000 that it was gaining in sitting in stocks is $132,000 difference over that 5.5 year period. And what that means is a couple of different things to us. Obviously, it's clear that this was a smarter choice of, of investment, simply moving the money from a stock portfolio to his physical property and, and, and getting the ADU. But for the person who doesn't have that kind of portfolio, what this means is that literally over this period of time, a $208,000 return means that if you borrowed money to do this, you would have paid this ADU off in five years. And that is an important understanding in terms of looking at both your physical needs right now and the value that can be gained by doing this. Now, this is simply one ADU. I actually, I actually ran this across four or five other um, ADUs of our original installs that range from four years to eight years ago, um, just to do a quick check on them. All of them look the same. So the end result is that I, I can say very confidently that doing an attached or detached ADU on your property is a sound investment decision, as well as if there was a need to address the housing out there, um, it was probably a very economical decision as well. Yeah, that's a great example that you put up there, Steve. And I think it's gonna really uh, resonate with a lot of folks. Great. Well, I'm glad, I'm glad you enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, thanks. <laughs> So right here, we have some information on how to get a hold of uh, Prefab. And you have uh, some, my, my email address at david at mbadu.com if you want to get some more information. And kind of following up on what Steve said just a moment ago, having all of the analysis to be able to kind of provide somebody what their returns could be versus, you know, where you have it. We're going to be able to provide a lot of analysis before you commit and before you make the decision to go forward, where we can actually analyze what the cost of housing is in your particular neighborhood. I think in Burbank, the housing is very similar to what it is in neighborhoods in uh, Northern California. So whether if you're here in the Burbank area where I'm at, San Fernando Valley, Los Angeles, San Diego, we're going to be able to really take a careful look so you know before you commit um, what your returns could possibly be. Thank you, David. That was very, very well said, um, and and that is a, that is why we um, why we're excited about uh, bringing Yimby uh, ADU into the fold because that's a that's a continuation of of what we've been doing up here in Northern California and why we are who we are in this industry. Um, so that's very exciting, um, and for for us. Um, there's some contact information for Michelle and Daniel who um, are, are on the sales and support side um, on our team. And, um, you know, we're, we're happy to answer any questions that you have about us and our products um, and to help guide you through um, an evaluation and, and, and comparison um, to, to other products and solutions out there. So thank you, um, thank you for your time, and I think uh, I think from here we move to um, the Q and A session. 
Yeah. <laughs> We're moving into the Q&A, so let me hop over. I think we had a couple questions coming in. I will stop the share. So um, first question we have is for a raised or a slab foundation. Um, so what is standard and where do you recommend a raised foundation? Um, what kind of properties? Hmm. Do you want to take this, David? What, uh, I'll let you answer it first and then I'll, I'll follow up. Okay. All right. So um, great question. Um, our, our standard product is based on the um, on a slab foundation. And, and let me give you the reasoning why initially um, we do a lot of units um, with both um, immediate need for um, handicap accessibility or uh, maybe somewhere between short and long term concerns about handicap accessibility. And so oftentimes it's easier to uh, address a ramp to a slab foundation. Um, so that is the, that's the number one reason why we um, we start with the slab. Um, in addressing, <coughs> can we go either or? The answer is yes. Um, and oftentimes, um, the trigger for a raised foundation falls into two categories on a regular basis. One um, is that we are maybe doing it like an attached unit to a house that already has a raised foundation. So um, this is a way to make sure that the transition between the existing living space and the ADU is, is seamless and there's no step conversions. Um, the other scenario that we find um, regularly in the Bay Area, which you'll probably find down in Southern California as well, is sometimes um, properties are in flood zones and flood zones require elevated foundations to make sure that the housing sits above a, um, a water level um, designated as the flood level. And so th those are a couple of the reasons why. I'll give you the third, it's a personal preference. So we find ourselves juggling back and forth um, because there may be a personal preference and, and, that, um, and that shows up every now and then. Yeah, I would agree, Steve. I mean, there's a lot of things that you can do. Um, there's a lot of options, I think, for this particular webinar. I think the, the slab foundation is kind of the go-to. It's going to be the easiest to comply, particularly for a detached, a standalone accessory dwelling unit, as a concrete slab is going to comply with all the Title 24 requirements um, for the Uniform Building Code. So that's, that's going to be probably the, the, uh, the standard. Awesome, thanks guys. Um, so the next question is I for David. Um, and the question is, are there units we can walk through? Uh, there are in Northern California, and we can go up and take a look at them uh, when the opportunity presents itself. There are, uh, we will soon have a unit called the Julie right back in our backyard here uh, in several months. We're working through the process and that's gonna be designated as an example, a model for people to kind of walk through. It will be on a slab foundation, 700 square feet, and we're gonna be documenting that process. I'll add to that, um, while, while physically, and this question comes up in Northern California a lot as well, and one of the challenges is that we, we build a lot of these, but once they're built, and, and, and a lot of times they're, they're built for, um, for senior members of the family. So from that point on, um, the consumer really doesn't want traffic on their property. So what we have done over the years is we've taken lots of photos and we've done lots of um, 
virtual tours and, and um, 3D walkthroughs on a lot of our, our, our products. And we will continue to do that. So while, while there may be some challenges initially um, as we build the market um, of, of our product down in, in the Southern California area, um, we will always have the ability to show you what it is um, to do a virtual walkthrough on a, on a lot of them. Awesome. Okay, cool. So next question, um, I believe this could either be for Steve or David. Um, are solar plant panels required on the ADU? I'll start with it. And then Steve, you can kind of um, fill me in, answer anything I might have missed. Um, so, so an ADU, as you submit, it has to be you, it only has to comply with the building standards of the primary unit. So if the primary unit was, let's say, a brand new build and you had to have solar panels and fire sprinklers, then the ADU would also have to have it. But if the existing home does not have solar panels, um, the state of California and the codes do not mandate that you have it have it installed. There's... Um... There's some changes to that, David. Um, while that rule still applies um, to uh, sprinklers with, with um, solar, um, the mandate was that any any new detached unit um, is considered a new living unit, and it's it's required to be compliant with the energy code within California. And solar is is a technical requirement. There are caveats to it, though. Um, one of the issues with ADUs is they often reside in a backyard under tree coverings. Um, so with tree coverings and, and the physical size of the ADU and the size of the roof, there may be constraints that, um, that limit the ability to meet the engineering codes um, solar requirement. And, and when those physical attributes or, or limits um, uh, exist, then, then the ADU is exempt. Um, and we're seeing probably, so far up here in 2020, probably better than 50% of the ADUs that we have gotten um, through the permanent approval process um, were exempt because of the two, those two characteristics. They were either too much tree coverage or um, the layout of the roof and, and the positioning of such didn't allow for enough space for the solar. And I want to be clear on something. Um, this, the municipality at this point can't ask us to relocate that um, solar somewhere else. They can't mandate that we have to put it on the main house or put it on a sunshine place of your lot somewhere on, on the ground. It either works on the roof or it doesn't. And I want to touch on one more thing. When I said it doesn't apply to attached ADUs, um, there's something about an attached ADU that makes it meet the qualification of a um, an addition, and therefore, um, it because it's an addition, it's not considered a new living unit build, so they don't tack the the solar requirement onto it. And I think that what Steve is just touching on is is very important about the relationship that we're having with prefab is because my understanding was that you didn't have to. And so when we have the, the resources between the between us, we're going to be able to answer these kind of questions as efficiently as possible and as quickly. Yeah. And, and to tie to that, David, is that we there are two things that 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 um, bring 
us to that table with that value is that obviously we're doing this more than anybody else. Um, but also I'm, I'm actively involved in legislation. So before these things become law, I'm involved with them in terms of how we piece it together and what we're negotiating at the state level in terms of like, what should we be asking for and how much can we leverage our way into working that into the ADU legislation? Because it's my understanding is that the state of California really wants to get a lot more of these units in people's backyards and they want to remove the obstacles. Yeah, I mean, ADUs are, are an essential component, a component to um, the state resolving the affordable housing crisis. So in order to resolve the affordable housing crisis, we have to remove as many impediments and um, um, unnecessary expenses as possible while still trying to meet our, our energy goals as a state. So there's a juggle in here um, that has to be looked at and, and evaluated um, on, on all levels. Excellent. Awesome. Thank you guys. Um, so we have time for about maybe two more questions here. Um, so the next question is, can we customize floor plans? That is a very, very common question. And I'm sure if my whole team was standing behind me right now, they would cringe and walk out of the room um, because um, my general response to that is no. Um, and, and there are some caveats to it. There are some, there are some allowances, but in order for us to be who we are and, and for our products to remain in that mantra of easy, fast, and affordable, we have to be very systems oriented and to be systems oriented means that we have to have products that we build very, very consistently. So each time we go in and do major deviations to the plans, um, it, it essentially makes it a new plan. And, and that means every sheet has to be redrawn, engineering has to be reviewed, um, energy calculations have to be redone. So there, what seems like sometimes a small and simple request um, often triggers a domino effect of, well, if I got that one through, then there's five more requests that I think I want to ask after that. So it, it puts us in a tough position of having to decide where is our lane and how do we stay in it? And where do we say that um, we are a good fit for you? And in other cases, we may not be a good fit for you if it turns out that these requests are coming in at a level that it really looks like you're asking for a custom plan. And there are, there are some deviations that are allowed on our plans and there are quite a few that we have done, um, but they're kind of, they're kind of built into our system. Um, David doesn't know all of them yet, um, but he will get up to speed soon. But David has the full support of, of our team. So if questions arise um, from consumers to David and he doesn't know the answer, he can reach out to us and we can let them know whether that is something that fits within the guidelines of what we're doing in terms of, of allowable changes. Yeah. And I think one thing I want to add, too, is, and I'm, uh, I don't think I heard it, is the, the floor plans that you have right now in your portfolio have been almost, I would say, perfected because they're the ones that are the most have the most application for the most number of backyards. So these floor plans have been the ones that have through many, many iterations kind of come out to be the like the best. It's it's true, David. Um, you know, the the kind of strange 
thing that that I could say to 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 round that statement out is some of our ADUs have been built more times than a collective group of companies out there have built their entire ADU pool together. So what, and what that means is it's, it's not, I'm not saying that to be an insult to anybody else. I, I wish everybody well, and everybody, everybody has a place in this industry, but what it means, what, I, what I'm trying to make is a, a statement there to back to, to reiterate, reiterate what David was saying is that we have gone through iteration after iteration of, of, of ideas and changes and uh, to the concepts to where we've tuned it to where the product has a tremendous amount of traction with a a high volume of people. And that is what we're focusing on as a company is how do we have a good array of products that meet the varying consumer needs with the knowledge that each one of those products have been very well thought out and executed many times um, they're not, <clears throat> this goes back to that statement of experience versus experiment. None of what we do is renderings and concepts that we hope to get traction with. Everything we do is products that you as a consumer can have confidence that it's been built over and over again, and that you are getting to take advantage of all of the learning that has happened not on the first one, but the succession of them across the board to get you a product that really fits your need. And, um, and that's why we're, that's why, that's part of the reason why prefab is what it is, because in order for it to be successful, it has to be consistent. Awesome. Excellent. Um, so last question here, um, as we wrap things up, um, this is for David. Um, can we change or can we match um, exterior finishes on the ADU? Um, um, thanks, Michelle. Uh, a lot of cities are going to require that the exterior finishes match or resemble very closely to the exterior siding of the primary unit. As an example, with the Julie we're doing, we have horizontal lap siding. And so, yes, the ADU that we're going to be getting from prefab will have the ability to have horizontal lap siding. Also, if we need to have a particular um, roof shingle or roof design, you know, type that's going to be on top, we can also change that too to kind of, again, match and be to conform to the primary house. Mm -hmm. So, yes, you can. Perfect. And I'll then one um, more piece. Let me add one more piece to that, Michelle. Okay. It goes a little bit further than just um, than just the um, the facade materials. Um, we get requests for taking a product like the Jake um, and and get and can we do it as a modern ADU? And and so with that, we we move away from the gable roof and we and we do a uh, a shed style roof to give it. Um, more modern architecture in terms of what comes from us as a kit so that the finished material can be applied in a way that rounds out that that modern look it's very hard to create a modern look with a gable roof so you know so there is some things that we do on our end to help with um meeting those um exterior finish goals 
as well as what is worked out with the dealer and the contractor on site. Um, so, so yes, there's some flexibility there. Awesome. Thank you guys. So I'm going to pop up the contact info um, one last time. So you guys can, if um, all of our attendees can write it down, take a screenshot. However, um, we'd like to thank you guys for coming out. Um, it's been really awesome. Um, I hope you got the information that you were looking for. Um, for any kind of further questions or if you have questions about your property, definitely reach out to David. Um, we're more than happy to assist in walking you through this process. Um, I believe that is all we have. I'll end with one more thing. This is an open introduction to what um, to to us embarking on our journey into the Southern California market. Um, Yimby, David and, and I um, and Michelle will be working on doing more of these to dig into many different aspects of our value proposition. Um, so I would recommend that um, you log on through Yimby or um, uh, Yimby and or Prefab ADU's um, sites to get tied to our contact information so that you can keep abreast of, of um, the next events that we'll be hosting. Yeah, thank you, Steve. And also add to that, and we are on uh, Facebook, uh, YouTube. We're going to be creating um, content with Steve and Prefab, and we're also going to be creating um, standalone content that is very germane to the Southern California marketplace. And if there's a particular topic that you're most interested in, I believe uh, Michelle posted that in the, the poll question, and we're going to be able to custom design our content that we're creating to address your questions. And thank you very much for your time. I really appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Thank you, guys. All right. Bye-bye.